I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence. For moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hello, lovely moms. It's great to be with you on Momfidence today. I had a very interesting insight the other day that I want to share with you. I think it's a bit of an insight. Take it or leave it. But I was spending time with my 17-month-old grandson. He's our first grandchild, and he lives fairly close by, which is a huge blessing, and I get to see him quite often. And in my grandson's home, there are also two dogs. One that was our family dog when my kids were growing up that now went with my daughter into her adult life. And the other is my son-in-law's dog that he adopted shortly after they started dating one another. And his dog is a golden doodle who's still, you know, fairly young and very adorable. And as we were all spending time together, I was really observing this particular dog's behavior around everyone, but especially my grandson. This this dog has a particularly warm spot for my grandson. From the time my daughter became pregnant with this little boy, this dog would come over and just put her paw on my daughter's stomach the whole time that she was pregnant. And as soon as my grandson came home, this dog was very enthusiastic and very protective. This is very much her child too, as far as she's concerned. When any of us walk in the door that she knows, she is super enthusiastic. Like she is just so glad to see us. She'll jump on us. We have to teach her to, you know, not jump and just, you know, get down on her level and and give her the love and the recognition she needs. But she's always glad to see us. If anyone's feeling sad or feeling tired, she's the first one to cuddle up on the couch with us and just spend time with us and be super comforting. And after I'd spent the day with my grandson and this dog. I happened to come across a meme on social media that was about, you know, how great it is to have a dog and there are best friends in the world and, you know, find somebody who greets you like your dog does at the, when you come home from the office. And I really thought about that because as wonderful as our dogs are, and, and they can be wonderful. They're not supposed to be our primary connection, not in terms of how God created us to live and live in family life and connect with other human beings. You know, if we read the theology of the body, it's about that human connection, the divine gaze that we share, all of these very human things. And yet many of us feel most comforted and most loved by our dogs. Dogs are wonderful. 
I do not begrudge anyone their connection to their dog. Let me be very clear on that. But I propose that we take a lesson from that as moms. You know, we're so busy. I don't know a mom who is not just so busy, whether it's actively busy with all the things we have to do, or even if we get a moment, we're busy with all the thoughts, all the emotional labor that goes into being an adult, and especially going into being an adult who happens to be parenting people. So when our kids are around us, when they come down in the morning, or we get them out of their cribs in the morning, or it's the first time we see them in the morning, or whatever that is, do we go out of our way to be enthusiastic? What does our face look like? Are we grumpy? Are we distracted? Or do we take that pause and make that eye contact and say, oh my goodness, it's so great to see you. How are you? How did you sleep? I love you so much. Now, many of us may do that when our children are tiny, you know, whether they're waking up next to us or, you know, in in a bed in another room. When they're tiny, we often have that enthusiastic reaction. But are we still doing that when they're nine? Are we still doing that when they're 15? Are we still doing that when they come down from their bedroom, when they're home from the summer, for the summer, for co- from college? Are we still taking that beat and saying, this is my child, and I want this child to know how grateful I am to have them in my life? Even if we're struggling right now, they are a gift from God. They are my child. And I think if you're having a negative reaction to that, God forbid something happened to your child and they weren't around or they weren't able to be the person they are right now because of some circumstance. Your heart would be broken. Now is the time to actually have that enthusiasm. When we see them first thing in the day, when they when we see them when we or they come home from work or school, when we are tucking them into bed at night or saying goodnight to them before we we turn in. Are we taking those moments to just smile, make that eye contact, and make a face that says, I love you. I'm crazy about you. I'm so glad you're alive in here and in my life and that I get to be your mom. We don't have to do what my daughter's dog does and jump all over them and always be hugging them. Although, as we talk about often, extravagant affection is really a building block of building the strength and connection in our family life, building our children's moral character. It really does set the brain to be able to empathize, to be able to um, reject immoral behavior, a whole list of things that we talk about in parenting your parenting your kids with grace and parenting your teens and tweens with grace and discovering God together. So extravagant affection is really important, but one of the things we can do to give extravagant affection is with our face. So do we take that pause when we're going to see our child for the first time or for the millionth time in the day and really make that eye contact and really 
be glad that we're seeing them. You know, if you invited somebody over to your home or you're meeting a friend at a restaurant, when you see them, you're probably pretty enthusiastic about it, right? You haven't seen them in a little while. You're going to say, oh, how are you? It's so great to see you. And you're going to give them that hug. And then you're going to sit down at the table or in your living room or wherever it is and, and begin that conversation. And that conversation, let's say you're at a girl's night out, that conversation may go in a million directions. It may share your joys and your sorrows and your difficulties over the course of the dinner that you're having. But those connected moments to start with are going to be enthusiastic, are going to be, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you showed up for this time with me. So really take to prayer. You know, are you doing that enough? Do you need to do that a little bit more? Or are you just so distracted? You know, they come down for breakfast and you're in the middle of finding your keys or making that breakfast or finding your kid's left shoe and you don't take the time to do that kind of thing. By the way, we should also be doing this with our spouses if they're in our lives. But since this is a Momfidence podcast, we're just talking about your relationship with your kids. The other thing that I got from spending time with my grandson and the dog was the quiet connection between the two of them. If my grandson is sitting on the floor and he's playing with a toy, if he's playing with his blocks or we're playing with his little magnet fish fishing poles or something like that, the dog wants to be close, wants to be right there, is interested. But if he gets sad, my grandson gets sad in any way, this dog will come over and just put his paw or her paw, I beg your pardon, her paw right on his leg or my grandson's leg just to say, hey, I'm here. Do you need me? I love you. You know, let me comfort you. It's so quiet. You know, this, this lovely dog has no words. It, she only has her body to be able to nurture, to be able to comfort to be able to say with the, the closeness and the touch, hey, I'm here for you. I want you to feel better. And we as humans, especially as mothers, often feel like we don't know how to connect with our kids. We always have to lead with our words. We have to give a ton of advice. We have to make sure everything's okay by asking a million questions. What if we took a page out of the family dog's book and just got closer? You know, just just put our hands on our kid's shoulder or gave them a hug or sat next to them on the couch while you know they're going through something, anything. And you're not even sure what it is, but you just want to be close enough that they know that you're there for them. Now, not every dog in the world is as affectionate as, as this dog is, but spending time with her really made me reflect on what we can do in just simple ways to allow our kids to know we love them and that we're there for them and that we're invested in them. You know, when we 
put my grandson in his stroller and we go for a walk, that that dog stays right next to that stroller. And it's not like she's super trained. You know, she's never really gotten a hold of the idea of heel. So it's not like she walks with a loose leash all the time. In fact, she's part Irish setter and she wants to be running. But when she's near my grandson, she's right near that stroller because she wants to make sure he's okay and be part of his world. Are we taking those walks with our kids? Even our teenagers and our college students who are home, are you going out and just taking a walk if you're in a safe place to do that? Or are you going out and just, you know, getting an ice cream cone or or going out for a piece of pie? Are you getting that time? What I really noticed last week spending this time with them is that we work so hard to say, how can I connect with my child? Oh, I've got to plan a big date. Oh, we've got to get to a theme park. Oh, we've got to go to a movie. We often think it takes hours of hard work and commitment of time and money to build connection. Let's just take a page out of this dog's book and say, no, we just need to be close. We just need to be enthusiastic. We just need to let somebody know, whichever kid it is, that we care and that we're there for them. I know it may sound really silly, but when we think of how many people now are just so grateful to have their dogs, certainly during the pandemic, people adopted dogs like crazy because they didn't want to feel alone. They wanted a connection. They wanted to know that they were loved and they also wanted to care for another being. Well, we've been blessed to be moms. We have somebody to care for. We have somebody who loves us and is looking for our love and attention, even if if they're being obnoxious at this particular point in their lives or in a particular day. They're built to want our love and connection. And we're built to want theirs. So let's not always make it so hard. Let's just remember to pause, be enthusiastic whenever we can, be close whenever we can, and let them know that they're loved, even without using words. It's not that hard, which is the lovely part about this. It doesn't add one more chore to our ever-growing list of chores. Just gives us all some connection and some peace. And isn't that what we all long for as moms? Take it to prayer. Think about it. See how it might apply to your life and your family relationships. God bless you all. Thanks for joining me today for this Momfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.